Welcome to Step Into the Story. Incredible conversations of how the Bible changes lives, changes families, and changes communities across the globe. And here's your host, Phil Tuttle of Walk Through the Bible. Welcome to Step Into the Story. Every time we get together, I get to sit down with a man or woman and explore the intersection of their story and God's story. And this is a relatively new uh, podcast, Step Into the Story, but this is the first time today we're actually going back to somebody that I had real early on, Boris Volkov. Boris is our regional director for Northern Eurasia for Walk Through the Bible. And um, some of you will remember um, a long time, about almost a year and a half ago now, um, Boris had a major battle with COVID and um, was in the hospital 47 days against all odds, survived um, many nights, not expected to live till the next day. He and Lilia and their kids were reunited. God did a miracle. And I know a lot of you prayed for Boris and you got to hear the update from him about a year and a half ago. But I thought we would revisit that. And then the fact that, that Boris is from Kiev, Ukraine, you know how much Ukraine is in the news um, lately with the, uh, the invasion by Russia. And Boris gives us just a great opportunity to get a local perspective on all that. So Boris, welcome back. I've never said that before. Welcome back to Step Into the Story. Thank you for having me again in this uh, wonderful pod- podcast. Well, your voice is stronger than it was a year and a half ago. Um, just to pick off where we pick up where we left off, um, how how is your health? Um, how much residual damage has there been? How how limited or not limited are you? Um, so people can hear the latest news straight from you and not secondhand from me. Yeah, uh, I would say that uh, my overall condition is pretty well. Uh, so I'm uh, very well, uh, very well active uh, in uh, on a daily, in a daily life. But of course, uh, some residuals are, are there. And uh, when I talk intensively, or I, if I, if I uh, make a combination of walking and talking, uh, then it takes extra breaths, uh, inhales for me, uh, because I feel a little shortage of uh, breath, but uh, it's okay. Mm. Well, we're delighted. God definitely has declared that he is not finished with you yet. And I know that also thrills Lily and the kids. We're so, so proud of you. I just, I'm delighted to serve shoulder to shoulder and heart to heart with you at, at Walk Through the Bible. Uh, I, you know, I love you, my brother. You are, you are so much more than a coworker. Um, you're just a dear friend. Of course, I know it. Thank you so much, my brother. Just, just a little observation regarding, you know, my residuals. You know, it's it sounds funny, but of course, I feel when I need uh, to take an extra breath, and when whenever I conduct our OT life event uh, as, as an instructor. So you know, we typically talk intensively th- uh, during those events, live events of our uh, mission. So uh, sometimes when I feel that uh, I need to take an extra breath or even two, then I just give a command to people. So now you do it, just <laughs> repeat it again and again. So there, there are some secrets, some approaches which are typical for me right now, but which are not on the surface. You know, Most of the people would just say, uh, well, praise God, you have recovered so well. And it, it is so. 
So shifting topics now, definitely more to the present. Uh, on on February 24th, of course, uh, President Putin ordered the invasion of Ukraine by Russian troops. And um, that's been nearly, as we're recording this, that's almost six months. That just doesn't seem possible. Um, you know, the predictions for that were Ukraine will hold out a week maybe two weeks, um, you, uh, Kiev was encircled by forces, and it just seemed to be unfolding according to the predictable script. It was a story of David and Goliath. And now, six months later, uh, Ukraine is still hanging tough. And um, the outcome of the war is very much still in doubt, and um, I'm delighted that that's happened. But my question for you is, uh, why do you think, why do you think Ukraine has um, been so much stronger than anticipated? Certainly, Putin greatly underestimated the fight that he chose to take on. What is it about um, the nation, the people of Ukraine, that have caused this resistance to uh, be so strong? Um, first of all, I want to say that uh, you need to know, and of course you feel particularly, you know that uh, ethnically I'm Russian, I was born in Russia and, and I was uh, growing there till uh, 25, I mean uh, 25 is not a season of growing already, it's a season of productive life, but uh, I lived in, uh, in Russia till my 25 uh, years of age and uh, I moved to Ukraine when I, in, uh, in 2000. Uh, and I consider uh, move to Ukraine uh, one of the uh, one of three most important decisions uh, in my life. So the question why I am emphasizing this uh, uh, decision, which taken place um, that many years ago already, is that uh, because uh, I see that uh, that was a right moment to jump in into into a culture of transformation. You know, all countries of former Soviet Union inherited uh, this, let's say, legacy, which is not legacy, actually, of, uh, you know, uh, highly vertical uh, way of, uh, you know, uh, ruling in, in country and, uh, you know, counting on a good uh, Tsar, uh, good king, uh, uh, no matter who was it, uh, a king before Russian Revolution in, 20, in 1917 or uh, general secretary of communist party doesn't really uh, make difference but when uh, former Soviet Union collapsed many countries have decided to uh, sort of uh, adapt into and many nations let's say adapt to a certain extent uh, this uh, sort of thinking that we count on a strong government and uh, actually not doing anything to impact or influence uh, or drive this government, which are actually uh, our, uh, our workers. They are, they are for us, not we are for uh, them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really glad that I found myself in 2000 uh, in this country who was intensively with many, many mistakes trying to live freely, to think freely. And when Russian invading, invasion started, uh, even in 2014, uh, 
and even now when this uh, open uh, full scale invasion started in uh, 2022 that uh, was actually uh, that's exactly what was an unexpected for uh, russians speaking generally they did not expect that uh, the the val uh, value of freedom is that important for ukrainians and uh, i would say that uh, uh, seeking for freedom became one of the drivers of this strong resistance which taken place uh, which started uh, in uh, late days of february and even taken place right now mm. yeah i mean there's just a big difference of fighting to protect your homeland to um, protect your freedom versus oh i've been sent to go on a conquest to go win a battle and uh I, th I think that's a big part of the difference of, of why the Ukrainians have shown just such resilience and such fight. I know there's been, I know there's been aid from America and, and allies in Europe and all of that. Um, that's helped with the technology and all, but it's, it's the heart of the Ukrainian people. And um, I think I made my first trip to Ukraine in 1994 and haven't been on a strict schedule, but probably have averaged a visit every two to three years, and just seeing the transformation from what it was like coming out of communism, um, not much entrepreneurial spirit, um, men especially had not been encouraged to lead, to stand out, because as, as your proverb says, the highest, um, the highest shock of wheat loses its head first, that was something that was just bred into especially sons. Seeing the change and, and now watching the difference that makes even going up against a superpower. I, 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 I'm thrilled to see the growth in the Ukrainian people. Um, it's interesting the timing from the point of view of, of our ministry. We had launched this new course, Refuge, Finding Home in a World of Change. It's verse-by-verse verse teaching through the book of Ruth, the timeless themes of love and grief and even disappointment with God, but then the timely topics of displacement. And, um, you know, never before have there been more uh, international migrants than there are right now. And I just personally believe that God led us to this topic absolutely at the right time, that the book has never been as relevant as it is for our world right now today. And you were in the process of, of you know, getting ready to teach it. I sure had even taught it a few times, but none of us, none of us had any idea how relevant this was going to be um, for your ministry there. Do you remember, do you remember the conversation we had when that course first came out of whether it was even going to be a good fit for the Ukrainian people or not? Yes, of course. I, I clearly remember that uh, conversation. Um, uh, I remember that, uh, you know, uh, one of the ideas, uh, uh, let's say, a red, a red thread of uh, this uh, course was actually, you know, caring of refugees or displaced people. And, uh, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, yeah, uh, there was a number of refugees fleeing from the war, uh, from, the, in, from the front line area in 2014 
in Ukraine, but it's not that actual anymore. So let us find other aspects, like for example, displacement in terms uh, of uh, searching for uh, job or move for uh, for school for education etc and other purposes that would uh, would be considered more uh, important for me and even when uh, i began to conduct uh, this uh, seminar this course uh, live life in ukraine of course uh, for many people there was a consideration like uh, for example uh, it's interesting to see another aspect uh, of uh, Book of Truth and uh, thank you for sharing, but it is absolutely different to what it happens right now when people when people uh, reflect or and it's 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 even obvious it's even visible how people react teaching of uh, refuge. Uh, finding home in the world of change uh, seminar uh, leave especially leave yeah I mean just to let everyone know Boris and Lillian their their family currently are not living in Ukraine um, God has provided a, a, a way out he's preserved their lives um, through through this time did you ever think that you personally would be a refugee? Mm, never. I, I would never. I mean, I sort of uh, realized that some major uh, challenges um, might appear in, uh, in, in this world or in, uh, in relation in, in our uh, country. But, you know, thinking in such uh, uh, way is not really something tangible when you, you know, uh, begin to develop a plan, uh, action plan for a situation like, like this. So we, I was thinking about a potential uh, you know, challenges, uh, but would, could never imagine that I uh, can find myself in, a, in the epicenter of uh, such challenges mm. so um part of your family had already left ukraine earlier and um it was you and eugenia were the last to leave um paint us a picture boris you're a very good communicator and storyteller um talk about your experience um leaving ukraine crossing the border um just what what was that like and what did you feel what was going through your head uh, just to give a a, a, a picture uh, how the war started uh, in my life uh, so uh, i was awakened by a series of massive explosions because we we live uh, not that far from the international airport uh, the key main international airport of Ukraine, uh, Borispol. And uh, of course, such as strategic uh, points like airport ports, uh, uh, they are surrounded with, uh, with uh, anti-air defense uh, systems. And of course, Russians began to hit, uh, attack those uh, uh, targets uh, firstly. And uh, that was my first experience of uh, war. Uh, not far from our house, uh, but 
our house and the village where we live uh, was still in this, uh, let's say, in uh, in a safe place. So uh, no shelling, no uh, attacks of cruising missiles. I, I just saw those cruising cruising missiles flying to other tar targets in the area, but uh, known uh, damages uh, taking place in our village in the place where we live. But uh, that. Anyway, you you never know what's going to happen next uh, in the uh, the series of uh, attacks on uh, uh, civilian uh, infrastructure in, in Ukraine. Just proven uh, this uh, thought that uh, you, you 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 can never know uh, what's going to be next uh, target for Putin's army. So uh, when uh, we made a decision together with my son to uh, leave the country, I was. Uh, I was uh, partially prepared for a, such a development because uh, like two years ago, I couldn't imagine that such things uh, might take a place in our life. But uh, a few days before war, I, I remember that I shared with in a chat of uh, regional directors of Walk Through the Bible that uh, it looks like uh, the war is inevitable. And uh, I made some preparations. So uh, I filled uh, tanks uh, of my car, tank of my car totally all the way up. Uh, I changed tires, uh, I uh, break in, changed braking pads. But you know, even with such a preparation, I, I just couldn't uh, believe that I need to leave my, my sweet home right now. And you know, walking around and uh, packing my bags, putting some screwdriver uh, or some other tools because I'm a technical guy and I, I want to be prepared for some technical challenges just in case. And I was thinking uh, what else I can take and put in, in my car just as a memory. And uh, I took uh, uh, a family watch uh, as uh, you know, as something to remember, you know, those with uh, cuckoo bird clock uh, yeah clock uh -huh. clock yeah uh, very very unique uh, so i put it in my car and uh, i remember that i was staying in the entrance to my whole house and was thinking if uh, there will be a chance to uh, to come again to my house and then another wave of uh, thoughts uh, uh, came came to me uh, and came uh, wave of emotions came to me when I began to reflect my uh, condition right uh, at that moment. Uh, I remember my son asked me, uh, Dad, can you understand? Uh, can you believe that in a minute uh, we will officially be refugees? Mm -hmm. And uh, I began to explain him like, uh, son, God is in control. But uh, at that point of time, I was recalling uh, all the sessions of uh, our ref refuge uh, course. And I remember uh, that uh, there is a curve, you know, downgrade, uh, losing home, uh, losing hope, losing faith. And I knew that the trajectory then goes all the way up, finding hope, finding favor, finding faith, finding home ultimately and i i totally believed i totally believed that uh, there is somewhere behind two corners there is our home mm. but when and how we're gonna come there i believe god can do it 
but we have uh, two difficulties with God, let's say. Mm. We don't know when and we don't know how he's going to do this. And uh, at that moment, uh, I was totally smothered by, you know, the wave of emotions. I began to cry. That was a very tough uh, moment. To, to know that uh, there is restoration, but to find yourself right uh, in, the, in the epic center, in the, in the middle of the storm uh, of uh, losing home and uh, barely be able uh, to resist a thought of losing hope. And separated from most of your family at that point, they were scattered. Those were, those were intense days, even from a distance, just praying for you. I cannot imagine the, just the complex mix of emotions that had to be in your mind and heart. Um, I praise God for his protection of you. You know, then, God, you were in Eastern Europe then, as were hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian refugees now now in in the millions correct and um, and you're holding this tool that you were already teaching it well but now the tool that you taught had been used to minister deeply to you and that's a totally different thing when we share out of brokenness and um, thanks to the generosity of, of some partners of Walk Through the Bible, um, we were able to have you teach that material in Russian, the language of, of Ukraine, especially for anyone 50 years or, or, or younger, and, um, or especially in the eastern part, um, to reteach those lessons, to video those um, be able to go after opportunities on television, um, put those in the hands of, of pastors, get them into the refugee camps that had been established. And um, why do you think why do you think that series is so helpful and so essential to Ukrainian refugees right now? Now that you've had a chance to to teach it one refugee to another. Um, what what is God doing? How is He using it? There are many uh, sermons and courses, uh, you know, circulating among um, teachers and uh, be and being taught right now for Ukrainian uh, people, including refugees. <clears throat> I have just recently found uh, a sermon. I can say that uh, it's, uh, it's a very good sermon based on the uh, uh, Proverbs of uh, Solomon. Uh, but uh, the key idea of uh, this uh, uh, message was uh, what about, you know, around, uh, let's say, about patriotic way of thinking. Uh, it's good when a uh, number of righteous people is growing. It's, uh, it's also good when our enemies uh, being defeated. Um, which is okay on one hand, but on the other hand, I found that 
uh, I would prefer to hear something uh, which war uh, what warms up my soul, my uh, broken spirit, uh, revitalizes uh, my uh, my faith that God wants at certain moment, I don't know where, I don't know how, uh, through what approaches, but God wants me to find a home in this changing world. And uh, I also testify that when I was uh, live teaching uh, this uh, course in refugee camps in Poland or in Czechia or in Romania, I saw people reflecting this uh, important uh, curriculum, not in a way, in a way uh, as uh, theologians would, uh, uh, would, would taste it, but in a way how starving soul, uh, thirsty soul absorbs water of hope. And you know, this absorption of water of hope was become, uh, was even becoming obvious through tears, feeling, uh, feeling eyes of uh, those people who, who just finds themselves as Ruth or Naomi and how those tears drop from their eyes when they find Naomi and Ruth in their home, uh, having new revitalized faith, new revitalized relationship with God. That's, that's very special. And, how, and this is how it works. That's an incredibly beautiful and profound description of it I just I just can't imagine you describing that any better and uh, wow I pray God will provide many many more opportunities for people to receive that revitalized hope that honestly only comes from God's word and from God himself I know Boris one of the reasons he's preserved your life is the plan that he has for you we don't know what that is, and I do pray that that you and your family will find home in a world of change. But, you know, also that you will never forget the experience God's taking you through. Because when we teach out of brokenness, you know, when we teach to hurting people as a hurting person, we never lack for an audience. Just, It's just true. Are you struggling to find home? Are you looking for ways you can minister to the displaced people in your life? Check out Walk Through the Bible's six-part study on the book of Ruth, entitled Refuge, Finding Home in a World of Change. Refuge is the story of Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz, and it took place in the time of the judges. Israel indulged in radical individualism, frequent wars, and idol worship. When we look at our world today, with pain, confusion, displaced people, the pandemic, and the fear and loss it's created, things seem awfully similar to the time of Ruth, 
where so many are looking for home in a world of constant change. We invite you to explore refuge and discover how God used a grieving widow, a faithful foreigner, and a man of standing to show us how we find our true home and refuge in Him and Him alone. You can find out more about this resource by visiting walkthrough.org refuge. That's W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot org slash refuge. What's, what's the current situation in Ukraine? I mean, we, we see it on our news, um, but as you know, people, um, people get bored with the same story. People's minds move on course yours doesn't because it's your country your people but what's the current what's the current situation there now um you know it's depending what we would like uh, to hear i mean in not in terms of what would what would please our ears but uh what uh, what aspect we would love to uh, to show of course um uh, of course, uh, the situation is still very painful. And, you know, uh, the, uh, when I talk with people uh, in Ukraine, uh, they say that uh, we believe that we have a strong spirit, but we, uh, we also deal with a strong power of Russia with uh, uh, enormous amount of uh, different weapons. Uh, and uh, looks like this is a, a bottomless you know, uh, or uh, I mean, without limit, uh, working uh, war machine, and uh, slice after slice, they cut uh, off uh, some parts of our country. But uh, on the other hand, uh, when I think about uh, what is happening in Ukraine and uh, what is uh, what is good, is actually a position of 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 the church of the church in the community. I can say that uh, one of the most important institutions, which again became obvious, uh, and the role of this institution became even more obvious, it is, is church in the, in the community. And uh, I can, I'm 100% sure that the first and ultimate helper of for people in need, uh, other than uh, uh, a big organization who came, uh, let's say, later and uh, began to, into a more systematic way, provide different uh, ways of uh, source of help or assistance. But the church with its network, uh, with its relationships, create a, a great, a great platform either for uh, transition of people from uh, dangerous places into safe places and uh, uh, with uh, their uh, opportunities to stay overnight, for example, uh, somewhere in the middle of Ukraine. But also, you know, we are, of course understand that uh, church is not a, a humanitarian organization only. We understand that uh, the ultimate goal of uh, church is to point uh, people to the one who has uh, answers to the most important questions or issues uh, of people's lives. 
and uh, the role of the church uh, in Ukraine is uh, just uh, very difficult to underestimate. It's very difficult to underestimate, uh, uh, and they see that even such uh, you know big international players like United United Nations, they even they even prefer to deal or with churches with union of the churches rather than uh, some separated uh, good but separated and very often uh, you know dealing uh, or acting with their uh, own hidden agenda you know uh, charities etc but church is now one of the most uh, trusted uh, institutions in uh, ukrainian community so that's uh, that's what is taking place uh, right now in Ukraine. Church uh, has very important uh, influence, and uh, we are glad. We are glad that uh, as a as a part church organization, works with the Bible. We we are part of this uh, great assistance uh, to people in their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was stunned the other day to read in one of your updates that. Um, even this summer, there's there's camps that are still meeting that our team is ministering at. There's vacation Bible schools, and you know you just you just think about the courage that that your team, as well as m- so many other believers, has have exhibited. You and I have a mutual friend, Oleg, and uh, I I heard Oleg who has done a lot to help evacuate people from the worst areas and he's a he's a man of action his background's journalism and he was interviewed by a major u.s newspaper and um you know what do you what are you doing how are you able to get so much done and his answer was the same as yours he kept talking about the church the church the church and and this reporter grew frustrated and said i don't want to hear about the church. I want to hear about what's being done to help people. And, um, you know, Oleg stood firm, and he's like, then there is no story, because that is the primary way that God is providing help. Organizations, so important. Even governments coming alongside. Um, But so many times when we hear the church, we think of a group meeting in a place at a set time, and the church is not just that. It's so much more. It's a body. It's a body that runs toward the trouble rather than away from it. And um, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear your perspective that God is raising up the church to be all it can be and that the response is, is increased trust and interest, that it's not a cold, dead institution that's just part of my parents' or grandparents' generation. It's alive and well, and it is helping people in their hour of greatest need. What a... What an encouragement to hear that. Um, Boris, what are some specific ways that we can pray for you and your family uh, right now? Of course, as Ukrainians, we all need uh, peace. We all need peace. And uh, uh, we need peace uh, through victory. We need peace for victory. Uh, other sort of peace uh, would be just uh, uh, a delayed payment for our freedom. Uh, within that peace, we we can find our home. I mean, we have our home uh, back in Ukraine, and uh, it is still safe uh, in in Kiev suburb. And uh, right now, 
right now uh, I myself uh, my wife and our children um, we ask uh, God we have decide, uh, defined a certain date uh, till which we need to find certain uh, signs. Either we stay outside of our country and work remotely, or we go back. There are too many challenges and uh, this, you know, it's not a one and a simple thought. Uh, there are too many thoughts, too many factors uh, uh, we need to count uh, in, uh, to, to resolve uh, to, and yes. to understand where God leads us. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, there is no uh, simple and obvious sign uh, which we, we need to uh, take in account. There are many of those signs. And uh, we, uh, we are praying for wisdom and uh, a gift of specific discernment for, uh, for, uh, for defining uh, what sign is, uh, is good. And what signs are just pretend to look good? Mm-hmm. We are praying for, for a discernment gift for such a situation. That's a great specific prayer request. And we will, we will pray for those things. Um, I want to ask you one more question. And I thought of this last night as I was praying about our time together. And then I almost, I almost forgot it. But I think this is a great place to end. You know, the region that you lead is not just Ukraine. It's, it's all of northern Eurasia. It's a, it's a big part of the former Soviet Union, not all of it. Benny has some of the Eastern European countries. But it's a, it's a vast region. And Boris, your region includes Russia. And, um, you know, our hub, our base of operation is in Kiev, but we have instructors in Russia. We have opportunities with churches there. Um, be very honest. How, how, do you, how do you separate that from politically there's a war and that's the enemy, and yet relationally, even, even family-wise with you originally, you know, growing up in Siberia. Uh, I mean, how do, you, how do you separate the political from the relational, uh, your call to ministry, while simultaneously you have a hope that, that your country wins this war? Um, and, I mean, I know you, you have big hopes for continued ministry, in and to Russians. Can you just talk about how you navigate that? Because in, in our country, that's a big struggle sometimes of how do we balance our nationalism with a higher agenda, the, the, the call of God, that the church supersedes those things. And, and you're having to live it out, not in theory, but in real life decisions. Just talk about that, will you, Sam? I want to learn from you. Um, it's a very good question, and uh, there is no simple answer uh, to this question. Of course, I really appreciate God that he gave me 
a number of very good relationships and people who I can who I consider as you know as stars in 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 this darkness of these days uh, in Russia. And of course, uh, I uh, put those stars a little bit aside from what I consider a general big Russia. Um, with this, uh, with these days, uh, aggression, uh, the way of thinking about Ukrainians and the Western world, etc. But uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I received uh, a text message from uh, my uh, ministry partner uh, in Russia. He lives, by the way, in the suburb of Moscow, and. Uh, He's uh, one of our partners, you know, working in the area with a big uh, Christian community, uh, talking relatively uh, regarding Russia. But uh, he, he sends me a note and uh, he says, uh, I want to, to talk to you. And, you know, he was not counted by me as one of those bright stars uh, who was, you know, put aside from a major uh, Russia, let's say, and uh, some uh, major of ministers, Christian leaders in Russia who plays, you know, uh, or dancing, uh, putting dances, let's say. But um, and and he, but he uh, he says I need to talk to you. And I was thinking, uh, what mask? Or what role should I play when I talk to him? Should I uh, express my, you know, this uh, called uh, very without emotions, uh, you know, uh, conversation with him, or what? Anyway, I uh, I had to talk to him because we have a ministry relationships and uh, we had to discuss something together. And when a discussion began, you know, this uh, ice in my heart began to melt. And um, when the, uh, the conversation was over, we were talking about, uh, uh, it was, you know, concluded with uh, certain plans, uh, certain uh, prayers about ministry in, in this new reality, about partnership. The answer to your question, Phil, is actually talks. We need to trust uh, Holy Spirit that he can lead our conversation, our relationships uh, in a way that brings even more fruit for his kingdom, no matter what surroundings are what conditions are. As I mentioned, our conversation was started with my attitude. I don't know how to react. What well, I don't know if I'm going to smother him or not uh, in the distance. But it finished in a very good and positive uh, way. Uh, and between those two points, there was a conversation and there was um, a denial of aggressive attitudes either from his or mind sides mm. but as i mentioned in the beginning that was you know 
there was you know an a nice inside me that is in fact the power of the gospel part of it ultimately it's our reconciliation with god but then he entrusts to us the ministry of reconciliation and when the church is at its best is when the things that of this earth that could so easily divide us, whether that's race, whether that's national issues, whether that's labor versus management, socioeconomic levels, when those things fade into the background because of the overwhelming sense that what we have in common in Jesus Christ is so much better, so much bigger than the things that could divide us, that's when... I believe Jesus smiles and says, that's what I prayed for in John 17, that that unity would be powerful. And that is what a lost world is starving to see. And you've given us a glimpse in it with, with a very personal story. So thank you for that. There, there were a couple of questions which uh, he actually asked and he actually initiated, you know, this process of, you know, melting of those rocks and stones and ice in my heart he he asked what do you feel uh, what do you think about me what do you think about our country just just share it wow. don't play a role and uh, he gave me a hint what question should i ask him as well and uh, when i asked him what do you think about us what do you think about the situation what do you think about your country and our country what do you think? And uh, word after word, sometimes we were barely finding communication at certain moment, but, uh, you know, word after word, uh, uh, Holy Spirit just, you know, saturated this conversation with acceptance, with understanding. Um, I, I, I'm not uh, understanding. I don't understand everything. Uh, I, I could say that you had to act like this. But sometimes I understand that, okay, it's okay to say how people should act in a situation when I'm in a safe place. But uh, what if they just, you know, it's an issue of their safety, how to act. And, uh, you know, there was a very important conversation. And the key word, not important, but conversation, conversation. So when conversation began, it became, became important. But conversation was before. Well, thank you, Boris. Thank you for uh, taking us someplace that the news can't take us. And uh, you, you've taken us to the heart of what is really going on there. Uh, you've given us a glimpse into um, how God is using the church in a fresh, powerful way. And um, we know how to pray for you now. And we will will absolutely do that. Father, thank you for this time with Boris. Thank you for preserving his life, Lilia's life, um, the lives of our entire team and their families, Lord. You have protected them. And Lord, we don't know how all this will unfold. We don't know how it will end up. But we do realize that your work in us and through us transcends even the current events or the politics of the day. Lord, thank you for this reminder that some things matter 
for all of eternity, and we should set our minds, set our affection on things above. I pray that you would give Boris and Lilia the clear signs that they're looking for, that they can make the wise decision of whether to minister remotely or when is the right time to go back home. Lord, make that so obvious, whatever it is, that they can't miss it. And Lord, prompt us to pray for them regularly. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Step Into the Story today. And um, we just, we need your prayers. And Boris has let you in on the, the deep personal struggle as well as on the national level. And just thank you for engaging with us at Walk Through the Bible and um, through your prayer support, through your generous partnership, so that um, we can share God's word in a, in a just tailored way in so many places around the world through committed partners and servants like yours. Thanks for being part of Step Into the Story and part of Walk Through the Bible. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for the Step Into the Story podcast powered by Walk Through the Bible. We'd love to hear what you think by giving us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, don't miss a single episode by clicking the subscribe button. If you'd like more resources to help you explore and live God's word in your daily life, visit walkthrough.org. That's W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G. Walk Through the Bible. Take a walk. Change the world.